Welcome to the Stickers on the Mic podcast brought to you by StickerGiant.com, where we talk with our customers about how they started their business, how they're marketing their brand, and how they're growing their company. If you're joining us for the first time, welcome. And if you're a regular listener, thank you for your continued support. As a bonus for all of our listeners who want to try us out, head over to StickerGiant.com and use the coupon PODCAST to take 20% off your first item. Without further ado, it's time for the Stickers on the Mic podcast from StickerGiant. Let's get on with the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Stickers on the Mic podcast. I'm Megan, and I'll be your host for today. I'm on the marketing team with the rest of our podcast crew. I am very fortunate today to be able to welcome a very special guest, Mia Semmingson, the owner of Two Hands Papery in Boulder, Colorado. Mia, why don't we kick things off by having you tell us a little bit about yourself and Two Hands Papery. Sure. Thanks so much, Megan. It's such a pleasure to be here and uh, such an honor, really, because I'm so excited about stickers and uh, incorporating them into my business. Uh, So I have a paper store in Boulder, and um, it's been in Boulder for 26 years, a stationary store. And we sell paper from all over the world, stationery, journals, notebooks, uh, high-end pens such as fountain pens and um, rollerballs and art pens and colored pencils, things like that. And we also offer classes. So, um, yeah, it's just it's so exciting that people actually still love to write and and use analog tools in this crazy digital world that we live in. Um, yeah, so I, my husband and I bought the business 10 years ago, and we bought it from a woman, Diana Phillips, who started the store. It was a bindery. She was a book binder, and she had a very small little um, studio space that she was renting. It was uh, just around the corner from our location right now. And she uh, needed a name for her web or for not her website <laughs> for her uh, for the phone book, and she made everything with her own two hands. And so that's how she came up with the name um, Two Hands Papery uh, initially. And she quickly grew out of her little tiny little space. It was probably I don't know what the square footage was, but it was maybe like. 400 square feet or something. It was pretty small. Oh, yeah. And it's much bigger now. Yeah. It's much bigger. We're uh, 2,000 square feet. So, yeah, it really grew. Um, But what she quickly realized was that she could make a little bit more money selling other people's products in addition to her own. And uh, she, um, so her her products grew from there. And she had a friend who had uh, a paper company and they sold large sheets of decorative paper, a lot of it mostly from made in Thailand. Mm-hmm. And so she brought the a, one little rack of paper in on consignment and it grew from there. And now we probably have, gosh, I haven't counted, but um, maybe 40 racks of paper, maybe more. I'm not really sure um, with, you know, 12 to 15 rows on a rack. So that's mm-hmm. a lot of paper that we now have. Um, but yeah, so she started out just as a one small maker and then the business grew from there. And um, and then she unfortunately stopped making her own products um, and uh, really just focused on selling other people's products. And mm-hmm. so now, uh, since we bought it 10 years ago, 
uh, now we are really starting to focus on making our own products to sell in the store again. Of course, still selling other people's amazing products, um, but it's like, well, why aren't we doing this ourselves? And mm-hmm. so one of the things that we recently made were our stickers from Sticker Giant. And there's some amazing designs. Um, knowing that you're in the world of stationery with the store, what is your background that led you into buying the store and building your relationship with the world of stationery and bookbinding? Yeah, so I have a fine arts background. I studied um, mostly photography and actually jewelry making in undergrad. Uh, I went to school in Northern California and had uh, the opportunity to work with some amazing teachers. One of my teacher, his name is uh, David LaPlante, and he was my metalsmithing professor. And his wife um, was writing a book called Cover to Cover at the time. And uh, it's a book about um, book binding and creating artist books. And I had never heard of what an artist book was. And I went and sat in on a lecture by her. And she opened my world. I I didn't know that people were making books that were more about conceptually kind of creating the structure of a book and how the structure of a book could actually support the content of the book Mm -hmm. inside. And that can take on so many different forms, forms that don't even look like what you think a book is in your mind. So I heard her speak. And um, when her book came out, of course, I bought it. And uh, so I started um, making books on my own and experimenting with bookbinding. And then I um, went to graduate school, and that's how I came to Colorado And I studied photography at the University of Colorado in Boulder and started making books um, in grad school. And I ended up taking a screen printing class. And one of our assignments was to create a notebook, make a notebook for Mm -hmm. our class to store our samples and notes and things. And that's how I found um, Two Hands Papery. So that was in the store opened in 1993, and I came to Boulder in 1995. And so went to the store and bought some supplies and was completely enchanted. I had never been in a little space like that. And really, it's it was nothing like we are today. It mm-hmm. was like literally a few rows of paper and a few racks of like ribbon and thread. And there was a little workshop in the back. And, and it just was enchanting to me. And uh, so anyway, survived grad school, got through grad school, taught, um, was really on the university teaching track. So I Mm -hmm. moved to Baltimore, of all places, for a year and taught in Baltimore. And then I ended up moving back to Colorado and teaching at the University of Colorado for 11 years. And uh, during that time, um, I ended up starting to work at Two Hands Papery, and I apprenticed with Diana Um, And she started making books again because I was super interested. And so I got to learn some fine binding techniques with her and do a little repair and restoration. And and then I eventually opened up my own studio at my house. And I was still teaching, um, but I was doing also wedding photography, (laughs) which thankfully I do not do anymore. And then doing also custom binding for people. Mm -hmm. I I did a lot of work for... Um, students who, like students at the Art Institute in Denver, uh, who needed to do photo portfolios of their work as part of their graduation. And so those, somehow those became my clients. And um, and I also worked with a lot of wedding photographers doing yeah. custom albums. Uh, so, sorry, this is a long story, but I... Uh, 
went uh, into two hands one day. I'd stopped working there mm-hmm. and um, just to say hi. And Diana said she was going to be closing the store. And I just couldn't imagine Boulder without two hands. It's just, to me, it was just an institution. It's kind of like McGuckin's hardware uh-huh. is an institution when people come there. Like, I go to your store and I go to McGuckin's. <laughs> Who goes to a hardware store when they're visiting? You know, it just it just seems so <laughs> crazy. But that yeah, that's the truth. Uh, so I said, well, would you sell it? When she said she was closing, I thought she was going out of business. This was mm-hmm. 2009 when things were not so great. And she said, well, maybe to you. So that was November of 2009. And my husband and I bought it uh, January 1st of 2010. And um, I had made that happen. Yes. I had to finish out the year of teaching. And um, it was it was quite a year. It was quite a year. So so, yeah. So now that's been 10 years and. And uh, it's been quite a whirlwind and a big learning curve. I've, you know, worked in retail for many, many years, you know, started working retail when I was, I think, 16 years mm-hmm. old. But it's really different coming from an owner perspective. It's a different responsibility, hiring employees, having a budget, um, figuring out what is going to sell in your store and, yeah. um, you know, looking at trends and how those trends change and, you uh, you know, kind of being ahead of the game in some ways. And so it's been a real learning curve for me. And, um, but also a lot of fun. I love what I do. And, and I get to go, I just got back from New York um, on a buying trip. And that's always so much fun. Um, So it's like, I feel really lucky. I get to shop in some ways for my job. I, I imagine that that's a lot of fun. I remember working retail and seeing the things that would get sent back from some of those shows. Mm-hmm. And I know that's probably one of the ways you're finding those gifts and different pieces of merchandise for your store that you're not making. Yes. What is, tell us a little bit more about that experience. So the the things that we're, we're not making. Yeah. And yeah. sourcing those yeah. and you know going to the trade show and what are things that you look for? Well, this time it, it was an interesting trade show for me because normally I'm this, you know, since it's uh, February right now, normally mm-hmm. when I go to trade shows, it's in the summertime typically. And so I'm really shopping for holiday. You know, I start shopping for holiday in the summertime yep. and I'm ordering into um, you know, sh- things are being shipped, you know, through December, sometimes into January. But really, it's that holiday crazy season that I'm mm-hmm. what I'm shopping for. And right now, it was really fun to go and just shop for things that I w- just sparked an interest that, you know, it, was, it wasn't like I really needed to buy anything. But yeah. so I was really looking for what was new and what was exciting to me. And um, those things. So like right now, um, like enamel pins are huge right mm-hmm. now, but uh, so are other other pins. So I found a lot of embroidered, hand embroidered pins that mm-hmm. that are really beautiful, um, made by two different companies that have been selling really well in our store. And the other thing that's really new, which is very different from paper and stationery. Um, is uh, bandanas. Bandanas are huge right oh. now. I would and and tea towels. Bandanas and tea towels. I've seen the tea towels. Yeah, 
crazy. Yeah. Things has just come back into style. Yeah. So that's been exciting. So even, you know, and of course, when I go to shows, I'm always buying cards. There's um, and stationary. Yeah. I'm always looking for people that are doing new things that I haven't seen before mm-hmm. um, versus, you know, things that are just people are repeating, like, what is popular. Um, so anything that kind of breaks outside of, like, what is current, what is in right now um, is really exciting. So, yeah, so looking for new things. And I have to say stickers were a huge thing to see at the show this year. Like, you know, people had one woman I saw had like a booth and pretty much what she was selling was all stickers. Um, So that was kind of new to see like how much vinyl stickers are, you know, kind of in and, Mm -hmm. and what they're you know, what is for sale, what is out there right now. And all the different ways people are using them. And yeah. I know you've started yeah. using them with your uh, Make My Notebook yes. line. That yes. is, you own that line, right? Yes. So we bought, I'm in the habit of buying businesses for some reason, but um, two years ago, we bought a Denver, little Denver business called Make My Notebook, um, which has also been around for maybe eight to 10 years. Okay. And... Um, uh, so we, it's a screen printed notebook line. So we actually do all the screen printing in my little studio. And um, the idea is, is that you get to choose what kind of cover you want. You get to choose what kind of paper you want on the inside, whether it's lined or sketch or dot grid um, or an undated planner. Mm-hmm. And then you get to choose what color coil you want and we bind it on demand. So um, when we first started carrying the line at Two Hands Papery, we were the first store to carry those um, part, those pieces, basically right. the notebook design lab, I guess you, you could call it. It certainly feels like that when you're looking at all of the pieces and trying to put it together. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like you get a hands-on experience, even though your choices are kind of limited, but um, you get to design something that feels right for you. And, mm-hmm. and uh, so, um, so yeah, so we bought that store two years ago and with it, some really great designs that we were super excited about. And that slowly, I thought, well, why not make some other things besides these notebooks with the products. So uh, that's one of the things we started doing was making cards Mm -hmm. out of some of the designs. And then we, um, and those we just have digitally printed. We're not screen printing those. And those um, we have printed locally. And then we started making stickers uh, of with some of the designs too. So that's been fun to kind of see those designs kind of um, inhabit other, you know, take on other forms or structures um, or uses, I should say, Mm -hmm. you know, um, take on a life of their own, I guess. Yeah. And travel with your customers when they take them home in different ways. Because a journal is going to travel with someone in a different way than a sticker on their water bottle or their laptop and kind of resonate with them differently as well. Yes. Yes. When you're having these things printed, like your cards, and I know you're doing the screen printing on the journals, but what are some of those things that you look for when deciding on where to source that service and the printing? Yeah. So part of one of the big thing that is super important to us is one to find as many things local mm-hmm. um, and that can be a little bit tricky um, so it was really important for me to work with a printer that is in Colorado and also that we don't necessarily have to pay for shipping yeah. so I can actually walk to the my printer's um, 
uh, business location because they're just down the street from where I live. Mm -hmm. So if I need to go and proof something, I can actually walk and pick up the proof versus drive or have it shipped over. Um, And that's not the case for everything that we make, of course. But but we do try and source things locally as much as possible. And um, the other big thing for us is – If we can't make it locally, trying to find things that are at least sourced in the U.S. And Mm -hmm. so to support other small businesses in the U.S. that are creating um, products. Um, So like, for instance, all our notebook paper is U.S. made in the U.S. Um, Our printed paper is 100 percent post-consumer waste, which Mm -hmm. is also very, very important to me, um, which is very different than just recycled paper. Um, yep. Post-consumer waste means that it it went into your recycle bin and gets created into something else versus recycled paper from my understanding is that it's really just at the end of that paper making process that there's materials left over and they're just going and making something else out of that. So it's a it's different. Hmm. It's um it's a different process. So when you buy something that's post-consumer waste, yeah. Um, it's actually much better than re- just recycled. Um, it's kind of like, in, in my mind, how like natural and organic are very two very different terms. They mean very different yep. things. So the, it's the same thing. That makes sense. So yeah, so having that, um, yeah, having something that's, you know, been made out of something else <laughs> is very important to me. And, you know, it can drive up the price just a little bit. You know, mm-hmm. we're not a moleskin notebook that is made in China, um, which has its a great function and a great use. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's 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 a different thing that you're buying. You know, it's, it's, it's not the same thing. Mm-hmm. So part of it is also just educating people when they come in the store, um, when they're looking for a product, like mm-hmm. a lot of people say, well, is it recycled? And it's like, well, what do you mean by that? You know, if, if recycled is really important to you, um, maybe let's look at some other options and, and let's talk about what your definition of recycled is, you know, because yeah. people may not understand what what the difference is. Uh, I'm, I think we got off topic, but <laughs> <laughs> <Maybe>. <laughs> in a roundabout way. Uh, yeah. So just finding things, I guess, coming back to just how I make choices is just making sure that if I buy something, it's one from locally sourced. Mm-hmm. And if that can't happen, that it's ideally made in the U.S., um, which is not always the case. There are some papers that we're using in some of our stationery and now on our notebooks that mm-hmm. are not U.S. made, but they are made by like a women's collective in Bangladesh. And uh-huh. um, what they are doing is also very good. So having that story as a part of the product also is important mm-hmm. to me as well. Well, and in the world of handmade papers, from what I understand, some of it, it you're sourcing it from other countries because that might be the only place they're really making it with a technique they've been using for thousands of years. Yeah. So you won't really be able to find it from another source. Right. Not that you're trying to outsource it per se, but you're just trying to find the best source for it. And yeah. it's the original source. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yes. Definitely. Wonderful. Well, with all of the brands that you seem to keep buying, it sounds like from what we were talking about the other day when we were at your shop, 
You're doing a little bit of rebranding with that and introducing something new. I know the stickers have two hands made on them when we were looking at those. Yes. So, um, yeah, this is something I've I've been like struggling with in my my mind because it's we have two hands papery, which is really important to me. And Mm -hmm. um, so many people know the shop through two hands papery. And then we have this new company, Make My Notebook, which really describes what the process is, um, but to me, it doesn't really represent what um, the brand in terms of where I want to take it next. Mm -hmm. And so I was racking my brain and racking my brain, and finally I was like, well, what about two hands made? Because that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to create our own brand. And Mm -hmm. and it also references not that everything is handmade. Like I don't necessarily have my hand on the making of everything like your stickers. I did not make your stickers. You (laughs) made the stickers for us. But but yeah, so I really wanted it to represent more than just notebooks and more than just um, just stationary. So we did two hands made and it's papery and bindery. So it kind of encompasses everything. And um, right now, uh, we're just introducing the the products really slowly into the mm-hmm. shop as as they're created. We just, um, yeah, started putting them out there with that brand on them. So it references the store and it references the project, uh, the products, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it, it has like a bit of a larger umbrella in terms of, you know, what is, is being produced. Because again, we're not just notebooks anymore. Yeah, it allows you to bring more options to your yeah. customers. And while we might be printing the stickers, you and your designer are the ones putting your hands to the designs and creating the artwork and bringing that to life. Yes. Really, that's the heart of creating anything in the printed world from notebooks to stickers is the design first and then bringing that to life in a printed form. So yeah, yeah. that's a huge, huge part of it. Yeah. And it's been really fun, I think, to just get to play um, with with some of the designs and and test things out. Like, I don't feel like I have to make such a huge commitment. Like, I'm not ordering thousands and thousands of things yet, you know. I might order, you know, a thousand cards total, for instance, but I may only order 40 of one design just to see how things sell in the the shop. And Mm -hmm. actually, it was uh, this... This uh, holiday, I had a holiday card, and literally I sold three of them. Um, so that was a good indicator. Hey, this is not something we want to continue with. But then yeah. we had another design, and we sold out. So it was great that I could test those things out and not feel like this huge commitment to, like, thousands of, of you know, things, pieces that are just going to, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know, I'm going to give them away or yeah, who knows what they, where they would go, but yeah, if Let no them one wants them. <laughs> linger in inventory year after exactly. year and regretfully count them. Exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. nice that you can piece that out. And it's always funny to me. Some of the things we think are going to sell and be really popular turn out to be the ones that we only sell three of and right. vice versa. I've seen some of the designs where I'm like, Okay, they say it's really popular, but we'll see. And I'm not really a fan of it, but you people love it and yeah. you just go through it over and over and over yeah and have to repeatedly re- reinvest in that stock yeah <laughs> yeah yeah well and that happened to me when I bought your stickers we started out with nine designs uh-huh. and not that the designs are bad but like one of them um, was just too small when I ordered okay. it and I didn't realize that like I was looking at like my ruler and figuring out oh okay this is going to be the size and then when I got it it just wasn't 
big enough in my mm-hmm. mind. And so we're still selling it. And actually, I'm going to give them away on Valentine's Day um, as, you know, customer gifts. And I still think it's a great design. But I so next time I order it, it'll just be a little bit larger. Yeah. Yeah. So that so it's good to kind of test things out that way, too. You know, and that's one of the beauties of designing your own things. You can change the size and make adjustments to fit your needs as you go through it and learn from what's working and what's not working. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, it sounds like there's a lot of great things ahead for Two Hands Papery and Two Hands Made. Is there anything else that you want to share and let our listeners know about? Well, I think um, just going back to the Two Hands Made, I think for me, it just feels like in this next chapter of, you know, how the store started out as a bindery and and Diana making her own products mm-hmm. and then expanding from there. It's really exciting for me as an artist and um, although I'm not like an exhibiting artist anymore, that my creative energy gets to go into making these new products and I get to test them out. I have this amazing space to test out my ideas mm-hmm. and I feel so thankful for that because I know so many makers out there are just making their products and trying to get them out in the world and they don't necessarily know how they're going to be. So I get I have this luxury in some ways of having this space where I get to try them out and mm-hmm. see what sells and um, and be creative in a different way. And I think there's the, the maker's market is huge right now. There's so many small makers out there really kind of hustling their wares. Mm-hmm. And um, it's so exciting to see that. Um, and so I get to be now a part of that and um, kind of see things from a different perspective. I guess I've been a buyer for so long for the store, yeah. but now I get to also be on the maker side of things. And wow, I have a whole new appreciation for that side. And even to how I deal with, you know, people who contact me and want me to look at their work and, you know, consider them for bringing into the shop because I'm going to be on that side soon enough where Mm -hmm. I'm going to be contacting other people to say, hey, I have two hands made and would you be interested in selling my products in your store? Uh, So to me, it's it's an interesting um, observation or a, a perspective that that is new for me. And and yeah, yeah, like I said, just being creative in a different way and kind of hustling my wares in a different way than I than I have been used to. So that's kind of what's next for me is is developing this whole new wholesale line so other people can carry um, what we're creating um, in their shops. So yeah, Sounds that's like, the next step. Sounds <laughs> like a wonderful new adventure. Yes, I'm yes. really excited. Super excited. Thank you. I know I will be really excited when I walk into a store and see one of the two oh, hands made products. Thank there. you. Thank oh, you. I know them. Yay. So, Mia, for all of our listeners, can you do a nice little shout out and let them know how can they find two hands papery? Go walk through the store and even online and maybe some of your social handles. Yes. So we are um, Two Hands Papery. Our our retail store is on Pearl Street in Boulder. We're at 803 Pearl. And uh, a lot of people, even though we've been in that neighborhood for 26 years, um, the, uh, we have a lot of locals who come in and they're like, I didn't know you were here because we are on the west end of Pearl. Mm. So we're a little off the beaten path in terms of, you know, where all the tourists tend to go, which is the Pearl Street Mall. Um, but actually, we love being on the West End. It's a great community. Um, 
out there and it's easier to park, I have to say. A little bit. <laughs> so we appreciate that. So we're on, yes, the west end of Pearl Street. And then um, social media, we're just at Two Hands Papery and that's spelled all the way out, T-W-O-H-A-N-D-S-P-A-P-E-R-I-E. So Two Hands Papery and we're on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, and then we also have Make My Notebook, which is also on Facebook and Instagram. I have to say we're more most active on um, Instagram. That makes sense. Very visual product. Yes, I'm sure yeah. you can get so many amazing pictures just walking into the store. You're yes. Yeah. Greeted by so much color. Yes. And then, of course, our websites are just twohandspapery.com and makemynotebook.com. Wonderful. Well, for all of our listeners, if you're in the Boulder area, make sure you go and check out the store. And if you don't have a chance to make it this way, definitely jump online and see what uh, Two Hands Papery and Make My Notebook, along with Two Hands Made, is up to. Thank you. Mia, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much, Megan. It's been a pleasure. It has definitely been a pleasure. That wraps up this episode of Stickers on the Mic, brought to you by StickerGiant.com. You can download us on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, or your favorite podcatcher. If you enjoy what you're hearing, please leave us a review. It helps us reach new listeners and share our customers' sticker stories. And if you're inspired to create your own stickers or labels, head over to StickerGiant.com to check out our options and use the coupon PODCAST to take 20% off your first item. Thanks again for listening to Stickers on the Mic.